Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley. Joining me, as always, is the one, the only, Mr. Will. Will, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm just checking out my new Life Day cookbook, deciding what what tasty recipes I'm going to try in celebration of the Life Day uh, holiday. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Um, So for those of you who weren't able to join us for our live stream last week and were wondering, what the heck? What happened to War of the Stars? Why wasn't there a show last week? Well, unfortunately, um, the mouse took it down. Um, yes. Yes. Unfortunately, we showed a little bit too much of the uh, the holiday special, and the Walt Disney Company took the video down from YouTube. <laughs> which, of course, in my mind, means hey, they acknowledge it. Well, I mean, okay. It, John, they could acknowledge it, or they simply want to not acknowledge any existence of it. <laughs> That's right. But I kind of feel that it's probably what you're what you're saying more than that, because yeah. um, I, that for other reasons we'll get into. But yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I I was <laughs> I was just like oh, and it was we we you got to understand, folks. I mean, I, I and I've said this on the channel. I've said this on my channel. I've said this on anything. I love the holiday special. I mm-hmm. do, but I never watch it all the way through. Yeah, I always skip, skip, and then and I kind of, I my version of the light of of the holiday special is probably like a fifty-five minute to an hour, five minute version of whatever it is we were watching. So I yeah. skip a lot, and. Um, yeah, we didn't have that choice. So it was, again, right? My friend, you couldn't unsee it, right? Some of that stuff. Yeah, there was some <laughs> stuff that you're just like, oh. But I also love, I mean, I do have kind of a uh, an affinity for the old specials, the holiday specials mm-hmm. of yore from the 70s and 80s. As I said, yeah. um, you know, Bob Hope was very very you know very common you you, you never had a, a holiday season go by and you got to remember kids you know no cable no podcast or no endless amounts of entertainment on YouTube hey kelly hi welcome but uh, we didn't have anything like that we had basically 3 to 5 networks on television so when you saw that you know Bob Hope Christmas special, Donnie and Marie Osmond Christmas special, John Denver and the Muppets, whatever it is, you went, you were at your TV because it was a special. That's what they called it, a special. It wasn't the ordinary. It was a, it was a, it was something different, and it was usually entertainment like dancing and singing and, um, yeah, you know, traipsing traipsing out old stars that uh, you know you're so happy to see again, and you know it was a it was a part of the the culture you know back then. And um, when the, when the when the holiday special came out, we were still in the midst of that. But they tried yeah. to. Shoot. You remember those days, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I just watched today. I found on YouTube. By the way, YouTube man, what a great resource! Oh yeah. I I found not to get off subject, but I found the Bing Crosby Christmas in London or Christmas Ooh. special in London, and I don't know the exact title of it. But it, I did find out it was his very last. 
Christmas special. It was like oh. 1990, ironically, the year before the holiday special, I think it was 1977. And he actually died of a heart attack before the show aired. Oh. So it was very poignant. And yeah. it was cute and funny and silly and, and it was a lot of the humor would fall flat today and it had some slow but it is a part if you've ever heard Bing Crosby sing um with David Bowie. Uh, yes. The uh, they, they the only did that when you're when you hear that when it's what is it, like uh like that piece on earth with yeah. little drummer boy. When you hear that on the radio, you're actually hearing the audio from that special. Wow. They didn't. They never made a, a separate recording. It's just that audio, wow. and um, you can hear like shuffling and stuff around in the background. So, I watched the special, and and I just thought, oh god, this is. I mean, it was just timeless, you know, in yeah, some ways. So and, much of it is. So much of it is. Yes. So, yeah. um, sorry that it wasn't able to share our uh, immediate knee jerk reactions <laughs> to uh, everything going on. But I will say this. You know, yes, it was a part of its time, but I think I went into it. I don't know what expectations I went in going into the holiday special. I thought it was going to be some complete acid trip off the wall. And there was elements of that where you could tell like, yeah, probably when they were making this, when they were writing this, there's probably some, you know extracurricular activity being done behind the scenes, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, I think you have to go in, first of all, um, you know, I mean, the you have to go in with a, with the frame of mind of, um, you know, the, when, when was this coming out? Why was this coming out? What, what was life like at that point? Okay. We had a star Wars movie. We had some comic books. We had we, we just started getting the toys, and and um, maybe the trading cards. I don't think there were any expanded books yet. Like the only expanded universe books that came out back in the seventies were like the Han Solo and um, Lando moves, um, you know, separate stories. But oh, and Splinter of the Mind's Eye. The, but I don't think they were out just yet. So all you had was the movie theater. Because a lot of times you would see that they would Star Wars would play and it would just keep playing in the movie theater, and you would just go back and see it again and again. What most of us did though was we just got the story of Star Wars album and we would play it back and back over and over again, and it was like a forty-five minute version of the movie. So to have another special, to have this program that had the characters and had the sound effects and had other characters, new characters, you um. You, you know, you just, you, you, you tuned in, you know, you wanted to make sure that you saw it and you were one of the people that could talk about it on Monday with your, fr- with your school friends. But, um, then you're kind of jar. It's a little jarring because, you know, you're looking at these people that are not in star Wars normally art Carney, um, B Arthur, uh, Harvey Corman. I mean, them, you know, for people who don't know, like art Carney his he was doing a lot of, um, television appearances in his later years on these kind of TV specials and variety shows. He was most noted for being Norton from uh, The Honeymooners with Jackie Gleason. So he had that kind of character. Yeah. And and then, but then he got older, you know, and he was just going around kind of playing the curmudgeon kind of thing. And then he had B. Arthur who was on Maud, 
before she, you know, everybody knows her from Golden Girls, but yeah. before that, she was a uh, kind of a foil to uh, Archie Bunker, and she was in uh, had her own spinoff, I think, called Maud. And then you had uh, Harvey Corman, very well known for the not for the uh, Carol Burnett show, um, did lots of variety with the Carol Burnett show, and so you very used to you know he was the one that was playing four different three or four different characters you know and and he was used to that because if you ever watched the Carol Burnett show he would play three or four characters oh you know every yeah. show it was and, i think i think for me the weird the the funniest thing and the most interesting thing when i was watching Harvey Corman because i i remember i had uh being adopted i'm adopted uh and my parents were older so I grew up watching a lot of these old, you know, a lot of these shows like that, like the Carol Burnett show. And of course, if you watch the Carol Burnett show, it was always uh, Harvey Corman and um, Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Right. And it was always, it was weird to see, not to see, for me at least, not to see Harvey Corman in the straight man role. Yes. Because he always played the straight man to Tim Conway. And if anybody uh, ever, ever watched, those shows, the Carol Burnett show. I mean, Tim Conway, who just passed away recently, but he um, he would make Harvey Corman crack up, oh, break character. Yeah. He would make him break character all the time. The way I believe they did it was that they were, they would actually shoot the show twice, mm -hmm. and they would kind of take the best of, and that's what yeah. of the two shows. So it was the second show. The first show was always a little more like follow the script, and then the second show was when uh, Tim Conway would just go to town. Yeah. And, you know, so in the, in the holiday special, you have Harvey Corman kind of playing a singular role. Now, I was also used to he seeing him from Mel Brooks movies. I was mm -hmm. I was brought up. We were yeah. Mel, we were Mel Brooks, oh, yeah. serious Mel Brooks fans. My parents, my dad was just in love with anything Mel Brooks came out with. And so we watched High Anxiety, which featured Harvey Corman, History of the World, Blazing Saddles. These were all like very signature Harvey Corman Mm -hmm. um, films, those three. He was kind of part of the troupe, you know, part of the Mel Brooks troupe for the films yes. that came out. So, speaking yeah. of which, to, a little bit off subject, um, I do think we should probably just in the vein of movies that didn't necessarily make fun of Star Wars, but kind of in that same of like, we should definitely do. Spaceballs? Space oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. We should do Spaceballs. Dude, I could quote that movie to, to oh, you. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, other than, I thought they told a very cute, I thought the holiday special told, did tell a very cute story. Um, well, yeah, it, it was. And there's, a, there's actually a storybook that yeah. utilizes the characters mm -hmm. from, the, from the holiday special, the Wookiee family. Um, now it's not this story, it's another story, but it was a cute story. It was all about yeah. like little lumpy going off into the woods, trying to find certain berries or something for, a, for, for yeah. that the mom asked him to go and he, he ends up getting lost or whatever. But it was yeah. a cute story with cute illustrations and, and, you know, they were definitely trying to expand this universe. They were going to make toys of the figures. You could find, um, concept, uh, models and drawings of these, of the Chewbacca family figures, you know? Hmm. So it was well, even even yeah. though like the first you know probably nineteen minutes or so was completely done in Wookiee language, it was still you could still follow it. You could still kind of oh. tell what was going on. 
Um, you can still kind of, you know, get a sense of maybe not exactly what they were saying, but what what was happening in the, with the family and what they were doing when they were worried, when they were concerned. Um, yeah, they they um, they did a thing with you know. There've been a lot of people that that have given cr- critical feedback about this show and say that you know they should have done subtitles. Let me ask you something. When in any Star Wars movie has ever there been a, a Wookiee subtitle? This is true. No, I mean, uh, no. I mean, the only one, Solo. And it was not Chewie. It was Solo. And it was really just a gag to, you know, show that he didn't really speak Wookiee that well. And it was kind of broken. Yeah. You know, you, me, secret battle of pretend. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, that... Uh, other than that, no, we don't see subtitles. Speaking of which, I watched a. There's a video of a guy I saw. He does different. He does basically videos about different languages, and he does real world languages. But he did one on the languages of Star Wars, and oh, he mentioned okay. Wookie. And he said there's a website that actually has a Wookie dictionary that you can look and you can see what all the different sounds and what they say. And the different words, and you could actually translate Wookie. Uh, somebody actually went through and translated Wookie. Oh, okay. Uh, which that's, I thought was really interesting. That's that's um, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's not the most extensive language in the Star Wars universe. That would, of course, be Hatties, which <laughs> is basically a lang- almost like like uh, in Star Trek Klingon. Yes, uh, where it has a complete language system written for, done for it. But right, um, right. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that someone did did take the time to somewhat uh, translate Wookie. Right. Uh, I can't remember now, what the actual language is called, but when there was, I can think of like there's one scene, and it's not really a, a lot of there's not really a lot of um, I I can't can't call it dialogue because it's really just Chewie by himself when he's putting three PO together in in Empire Strikes Back. After they've all been captured, it's just a really sad and tender moment where he's trying to put, you know, he's got lost control of the whole situation and all he had, and you hear him just kind of, yeah, you know, and that's like one of the only times that you've heard a long stretch of time where it was just a Wookiee sound until he turns on 3PO's head. So that first 20 minutes of Holiday Special, you're hearing what is essentially a young Wookiee. Trying, you know, kind of going along, going by his day with the mom and the and the granddad. The only problem I think is that the quality of sound was yeah. a little bit rough. Like Chewie yeah. always had like a, you know, Chewie always has a, when he's not when he's not, you know, vicious and angry. It you know has kind of like a more of a of a howl like, mm, 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 you know, like that, right? Yeah. Whereas these guys, they were that, that little lumpy was. So it just got a little bit, yeah. It just got a little old, you know, after yeah. a while. But um, but no, I I thought it was fine that they didn't have oh, subtitles yeah. and, and they go through it. So, so what else? You know, we have we have our, we have our stars. You know, we have our we, we talked about B. Arthur at least in terms. I want to talk about B. Arthur's character, Akmina. I really yeah. I got to say I absolutely loved Akmina. I thought Akmina fit in the Star Wars universe, especially now when you mm. consider. If you if you go to Mandalorian and you think about uh, I can't think of the character or the actor's name that uh, when the woman who was playing the the one with all the pit droids 
Oh and, yeah, I know you talk about Kim. And and yeah. and she was like the thank the force whatever. Yeah. And and you know very cute with them and and stuff. But I thought that that was she she was very similar to the kind of you know no nonsense uh you know in it for herself but you know mm-hmm. heart of gold kind of thing that Acmina was. So I think that B Arthur pulled that out beautifully. Oh yeah. And then we got a song, which, yeah, I know, people don't like to add songs to Star Wars, blah, 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 blah. You know, get over yourself, okay? So, you know, it's like, it's always one of those things where if you don't like it, you don't like it. I get it. But yeah. um, I never minded it. And I thought it was clever, you know, combining it with um, the Cantina Band. Kind of a throwback to the fact that the band only knows one song. <laughs> so they Wait, still- I, love, I, love, I love that that part from Fam- from. Yeah. Okay, play the same song. Here we go. No, but uh, but you know, it's like I could sort of see that as being the truth, and then B Arthur, or sorry, Akminas, being like, "Well, I can write a whole song around it." Here we go. But um, I just love that character. I thought, I mean, I don't know quite. I didn't quite get the premise of the whole life on Tatooine thing, TV show, but the story itself, I thought was fine. Um, yeah. And then Art Carney, I always, I, I have a an affinity for Art Carney. I love the Honeymooners. I loved him as an actor. You know, he did kind of have a, you know, if you really want to see his a little more range. I mean, obviously he's, you know, he was a comedic actor, but watch the Jackie Gleason show if you can mm-hmm. find it, because that was where the Honeymooners came from. And Jackie Gleason, he had a, it was like a sketch show, a variety show. So he would play, he would just like Harvey Corman, he would play multiple roles. And it was not always the same. It wasn't always like that Brooklyn, you know, New Yorker, um, you know, going around like, hey, uh, hey, Ralphie, you know, it wasn't like that all the time. He did other roles and uh, it was kind of cool. So I liked having him in the story. I liked having him be an ally to the rebels. It was just kind of cool to see, you know, the likable uh, Art Carney, you know, be on the side of the rebels. So just never bother me and may the force be with you. Yeah, you, you know. So his... the the woman that you were thinking of was Amy Sedaris. Thank you. And I just watched Elf, and she's in that too. So. Yeah. Yes. So and then we talked about Harvey Corman. So all right, now let's talk about. <laughs> well, let's get into the weird and then the really weird. Let's start yes. with Jefferson Starship. Now, uh, yeah. <laughs> Now I will say this: I I I just watched, as I told you, the Bing Crosby his final special, mm-hmm. and he had David Bowie on it, and at that really tender moment with the two of them singing that duet between "Peace on Earth" and right. uh, and "Little Drummer Boy." Yeah. Well, later in the show, David Bowie gets his own moment to be Dave, be the normal David Bowie, or at least the normal David Bowie for 1977. Yeah. And it was a big psychedelic, ooh, it was the exact same kind of wackadoodle, not, what the heck are we watching? Acid trip that you saw with Jefferson Starship. So I kind yeah. of feel like there was maybe at that time a desire to try to bring in a younger crowd to watch these things mm-hmm. and trying to bridge the gap so it wasn't a, a full dividing point, you know, David Bowie would come in and do some stuff earlier and, you know, we'd be a little more like relaxed and a little more adult and a little less rock and roll. And then, you know, later 
he had his rock and roll moment or his rock out right. moment. That was yeah. just really strange. I think that you know now Jefferson Starship they were just featured one time and they were they featured as a as a as a as an act in there. So I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's such an odd song that they chose. Yeah. That I mean. I can think of other songs that came out in the seventies that I, you know, other bands, other rock. I mean, anything like. I don't I mean, know. Do you think it was because it was Jefferson Starship? I honestly do. And they're yeah. like, "Hey, Star Wars has star in it. There's starships. Let's get Jefferson Starship to be." I mean, either that, or I could have also seen it go. They could have gone, and they, they might have wanted ABBA, um, yeah. only because ABBA looked very sci-fi in the way yeah. the way they dressed. Not that their not that their name sounded like anything like that, but um, but now I it could have like, I would not put it past them like oh this band like you know these old geezers that are still doing these productions like yeah 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 we got to get something to kids like could it be could it be as easy as as simple as you know this was you know as you said as you mentioned um, before last time with on the live stream that you know they kind of farmed it out they oh yeah the production out so it could have been like. Let's see what band, what big name, what you know, bigger name band can we get on a budget for for what, what's the cheapest band we can get that people would still know? Right. Oh, here we go, Jefferson Starship. We can get them. All right. Uh, yep. I mean, and but I definitely think there was that um, trying to bridge the gap, bringing in the younger kids. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Star Wars would bring in the younger kids. Oh, Maybe yeah. bringing in the teenagers. I don't know. So, but so that was just strange. And then we get to. Well, before we get to the real elephant in the room, let's talk about the uh, circus performers. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I mean, you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of when I was a little kid, and I would watch like Sesame Street or shows like that, and they would have the little skits in between when you had. Kind of reminding me a little bit of of that. I know, I know what you mean, brother. The, That's exactly. All running through goes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's so that I've, kind of yeah, that reminded me a little bit of, of those type of things. They had that would have little weird little little vignettes in between. Little vignettes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like not not with the not with the Muppets, but it was like just random weird thing. Which were also produced by Henson, by the way, by Jim Henson. Yeah, yeah he was he loved doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you ever watch, I mean, probably it's on on time. If you want to see like early Jim Henson, look for a, his short film Timepiece. It's really strange, but it's interesting. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that I, I yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely see, you know, oh my god, that and something about HR Puffin stuff. I mean, you ever, you ever yeah. heard of it? Like oh, yeah. just not that HR Puffin. That was very weird too. Just. But I mean, just kind of like, where in the world is this coming from? But when you think about it, um, it's not. If you want to take the idea of the chessboard, and you not, and instead of having holographic chess, you can't really do in a variety act with holographic chess. Yeah. So instead, they put these circus performers in unusual costumes and made them uh, kind of come out and do their thing, and and it was good. So I mean, whatever they, it, it was fine. But then we have. What is perhaps the most embarrassing moment in Star Wars, which I, I don't want to—I don't want to over oversell or undersell it. It's—it's it's, it was so strange. Diane Carroll, I mean, <laughs> uh, she. For those who didn't see the thing, um, 
uh, Arkarna's character brings in this special device to give to Itchy, the older, I was going to say Ewok, the older Wookiee. And in it, uh, he kind of, it's like a, it's like a, it basically, for lack of a better thing, he was basically giving the Wookiee essentially porn, not pornographic material. It was Diane Carroll who was essentially, uh, I mean, she, you know, at, at, once it got going, she just was singing a song, and that was what it was, which was innocent and fine. But the whole lead up to it was like her being created, and the way she did it, it sounded like. Yeah, it sounded very, very awkward. Very inappropriate. Yeah. Certainly not something that I can imagine, you know, I just have this picture in my head of all these families with little kids. Sitting down with the kids, like sitting at the front of this, and going to watch the TV, you know, with their aunt, with their hands like this, and they're going through all this thing. And then about 10, 15, 20 minutes into the show, you see Diane Carroll, and she's kind of saying, Ooh, I can feel my creation. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, what do the parents do? Turn it off. <laughs> go, hey, look, let's go. Hey, let's go watch Love Boat. You know, that's, yeah, that's on. Let's watch that. You know. Yeah. So, or, or you would get this. I got this a lot whenever I was growing up as a kid, and we'd be at a movie theater, and something inappropriate would happen. I'd have the the arm. The <laughs> <laughs> I know it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, that was a. But I think that that scene and that scene alone is what gives um, the holiday special uh, yeah. so much of it of a bad. Oh rap. yeah, yeah. And and it's the same because you know Diane Carroll was in a brilliant musician and performer and actress and and she did not deserve to be uh, ridiculed for it and she did we just lost her recently too so um you know it, it, it's it's just it was just the way the thing was set up and put together so yeah i uh i was very impressed with the with the uh, the cartoon section yeah and the cartoon is something that to this day is um it's it's lauded as some of the some of the best star wars Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, 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 ironically, you know, being shoehorned into this, to this special, um, and so much so that Disney has released it on Disney Plus. In fact, you said the other week before we did the listen to that, you thought it was on that the holiday special was on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I did. I, I did think I did nah, think they, it was on. I'm so thrilled that they put that cartoon on. Um, so that was good, but I, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever. Uh, release it, but let's uh, before we go on to other uh, parts of it. Let me think. Um, so we talked about the the main characters. Well, let's talk about the Wookiee family. You have um, mm-hmm. Mala, and you have Lumpy, and you have Itchy. And I thought they were very well designed. I thought that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I I thought the the mom the mother Mala was a little too on the nose with the with the apron on. Yeah, um, you know, being the being the housewife, not and that. that uh, again, though, you I mean you have to consideration taking consideration the time period. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, but I, I and I don't mind it so much that she was a homemaker. I just yeah. didn't know about the whole apron thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they needed. I think at the time, like you said, these were probably you know maybe a little bit older people, um, and they had to like, well, we have to let the audience know. No, find a way to let them know that this is a female Wookiee, a, sure. a girl Wookiee, and she's a mom. Yeah. So. They, yeah. Yes, that's a good point. So that's a very good point. Uh, but I thought that the, the, that 
you know, she did fine with, um, you know, as a character kind of going through and, 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 and emoting the correct feelings of what was going on at the time. Uh, I thought Lumpy, uh, whoever played Lumpy did an amazing job. He was jumping up and down and he was being like a little kid. And I thought that he was fantastic. You know, I just didn't like the, the tone quality of his voice doing that for a long stretch of time for for was was just kind of getting to be nails on a chalkboard, you know. Yeah. And then you had Itchy, who just occasionally, you know, Mister Curmudgeon, you know. <laughs> um, but I thought he was fine, and I thought they were. I thought it was. It, they have honor. They have kept um, Chewbacca's family kind of, sort of canon. I mean, they certainly used it in the expanded universe. They certainly used the characters in other stories, uh, and then they kind of rebooted everything, but. He's still. I think they're still considered somewhat canon, so, mm. so that's good. Yeah. Now let's talk about our our favorite uh, returning uh, characters: um, Luke Skywalker, yes. Han Solo, Han Solo, Princess Leia, R two, three PO, Chewbacca, of course, yeah. and um, I guess Darth Vader too. Yes. So, uh, well, Vader was was you know they re- they used a cut scene that they never used before, so that was kind of cool. You got to see some. Some uh, there was a couple of moments of uh, un- unreleased footage of you know short you know basically just establishing shots or a scene of Vader walking, but uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, it brought James Earl Jones, credited for the first time as the voice of Darth Vader, to uh, kind of help p- push the story. And uh, you had the big the big three um, Han and Chewie. Well, Han and Chewie had the most to do you know screen time which i thought you know even now uh that's that's amazing to think that that happened hello yeah Um, so i mean but do you think that because uh you know harrison at the time he hadn't become you know the huge mega star that he would become later on no, um, but he was more of a name than the other. He two. was more of a name yeah. because remember he was in American Graffiti before American Graffiti. Before that, so, so he had a little bit of yeah, he had a little bit of a name name to him. But um, it was it was interesting. You know, I couldn't see Harrison Ford today doing something like that. I, you know what, honestly, with I, I will never after the sequel trilogy, Disney buying Lucasfilm, I will never doubt anything. Meaning, meaning that nothing is impossible. This is true. This is true. Um, and I don't mind that. You know, it's it, it yeah. just you know you know it, it it is what it is, and that's fine. And you know we have we're gonna have an eighty year old playing Indiana Jones. I'm good with that. Doesn't really bother me. So yeah. it's fine. But I do kind of feel that um, you know he did a good. You know he pulled the role out fine. I don't think oh, he. Yeah. I mean a lot of people are like oh he was stoned out of his mind. Maybe he was, but. I didn't think. I thought there was a lot of tenderness to his. I don't know. think because I I heard I've always you know heard that oh the act you know the big the main actors just phoned it in. I didn't see any phoning it in. No, in the, I didn't either. Acting. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I did not see phoning in. All I saw were three characters. In fact, they probably got more direction from the director with their. With this holiday special than they ever got with George, so just remember that, you know. 
Um, I mean, granted, they didn't have much to do. I mean, it was just you know sitting there and 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 you know sitting in a, in a very static set area delivering their lines. But you know, I think they did it. And they did fine. And then you know, I don't I don't quite get story wise how they all ended up together at the very end. Yeah. You know, except just to have the nice shot of them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but but I didn't quite get that. But I thought. Uh, I thought Harrison did a great job. I thought um, Mark Hamill did fine. He looked a little strange. His makeup, his hair was a little bit weird. In fact, yeah. I don't know if you ever watch or listen to um, uh, Skywalking Through Neverland. It's a, another podcast. Been around for a while. They're a Star Wars and Disney podcast. So we, we, my wife and I have listened to them a lot. We've met them. Richard and Sarah Woloski, they were phenomenal. And they uh, he always shows up at uh, life uh, in Galaxy's Edge, dressed as too much makeup, Luke. So he puts on the Richard puts on the um, the orange jumpsuit, you know, the the, the flight suit, but he's mm-hmm. got a full out movie accurate costume. But then he just has a lot of this orange makeup, uh, or not orange, you know, it's like sort of, sort of, and yeah. and he just looks odd, you know, if you ever watch him, and then you watch him dressed as this, and people are like. What are you supposed to be? Too much makeup, Luke. Star Wars holiday special? No, you don't get that. So then, of course, you've got uh, you know Peter Mayhew, Anthony Daniels rep- reprising their their roles, uh, and they did a great job. And yeah. you know they 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 Anthony Daniels, man, he will play that role until he can oh. physically no do, no longer do it. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, of course, then we have R two D two as R two D two. Poor Kenny Baker didn't even get a call. He's probably like watching it on. He's probably flicking through the TV. And he's like, "Hey, oh, oh, what's this? <laughs> Everybody's here but me." <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, and then, um, but then there's Carrie Fisher. Now Carrie Fisher got to sing. In this, and there was actually um, a book that Steve Sansweet from Rancho Obi Wan wrote. He wrote many books, but I think it was called the Star Wars Vault, and it had it was one of those ephemera type of um, books where you open it up and there's lots of different. Um, oh wait, you know, no, sorry, that's another one. That wasn't it. It was just a a a book that had just a lot of different things about Star Wars. Maybe there was some collectible pieces in there, but what it came with was a CD. And a CD had all these like interviews with Mark Hamill and Alec Guinness and all this vintage audio collectible stuff. Yeah. And one of them was they had taken the we celebrate a day of joy or a day of peace. And they actually made it its own track on this on this uh, CD. So you can you can have the song the again mixed in with the Star Wars theme, which was pretty fun. So, um, all right. So we've kind of gone through the whole thing, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I want to talk about one more thing. then. Okay. I want to talk about. So over the years, you know, when Lucas was still in charge, he said very publicly, if he could have his way, he would buy up every bootleg and burn them. Right. Okay, um, the actors will not talk about it. The only one who maybe say one or two things is Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels. That's basically it. Then 
we go to, I guess you could say, we go to The Mandalorian, comes out. Mm-hmm. Episode one, season one. Um, and our and our character, our favorite, <laughs> uh, our first bounty, the Mithril, mm-hmm. walking around, gets captured by the Mandalorian, put on a ship, and he was. And what what line comes out? I was hoping I'd get back to by you know to the my whatever life day. my life day. <laughs> and my wife and I look at. Did he just say life day? He just said life day. Life now, day. Now. Before that, I will say we did have a little bit of a throwback because um, Mando's uh, weapon, his his rifle, yes. was taken right from the cartoon Boba Fett. Yeah. But we always felt like the cartoon was a little bit more accepted by people and by yeah. by Lucasfilm than, um, than, than the rest of the special. Yeah. Case in point, now they have it on Disney+. So, but that's that mithril saying life day. It's like, okay, they have just, and you know, mentioned life day. Now, then fast forward that same year to, oh, what is Donaldson? I was just at Galaxy's Edge. And yeah, we're just just about to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So, fast forward to that same year with, which I guess is 2019. And it was, or was it 2019 or 2020? 2019. And there is a, uh, uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge just opened. And what happens on November 17th, which is November 17th is considered to be actual life day. Because that was the day that the, sh- the, the, movie, the show aired. But I think life day is also kind of a, a, like a season, just like the yeah. Christmas season, the life day season, which is basically the same as Christmas. So life day shows up. And 300 plus people all show up at Galaxy's Edge. Now, I don't know if it happened on the East Coast, but it definitely happened on the West Coast because there's tons of video you can find. One guy named Sean Crosby, also known as Obi Sean, he he organizes this. He organizes this with Disney. He's like, can we just have a little th- meetup here? Disney's always good with that. They just, as long as you, you know, don't get in other people's way, it's fine. Well, 300 people showed up. That's a little bit. That's a lot of people. And Galaxy's Edge is big, but it ain't that big. So they had to kind of create lines. And Disney was like, "Oh my God, what are we doing with this?" So finally, they, you know, they they kind of worked them in, and they let them go. They waited until the got dark, and I guess things were closing. And they brought them all over, and they were all hanging out by the Falcon, and people dressed in red, and they all had made up their little glowing orbs, like you know, they did in the thing, and and Disney, I can t- I can tell you right now, if there was anybody in Disney that was a higher up, they were like, "Oh my God, we got to do something with this. This yeah. is ridiculous. We got to do something with this." Now, then they have a pandemic, so 2020, nothing happens. Then you get to 2021, and what happens on Life Day? Everybody shows up to do the same kind of meetup, and all of a sudden there are things like this: the Life Day cookbook. There are things like this. Starbucks has the Chewbacca tumbler in the red robe holding nice. the with, I don't know if you can see it on the camera, with the uh, Black Spire outpost symbol. So it's a Galaxy's Edge Life Day collectible. 
And that's just one. Like like Donald said, they had the glowing orb coffee mugs. I couldn't get them. You know that this is something I ordered online on shopdisney.com. They had T-shirts. They had Chewbacca plushes with, with the red robe. So Disney has now said they're embracing Life Day. They may not embracing the holiday special though. Yes. But but they are embracing Life Day, which I think was brilliant. I don't think they have to ever acknowledge the holiday special if they don't want to. But they can take pieces of it. Yep, Life Day pins. They can take pieces of it and make it happen. Now, I'm hoping that they will consider uh, doing things like having uh, some of the characters become canon, like Akmina. Mm -hmm. I know that there there was a story at some point somewhere where Akmina ran the cantina overnight. And war ran it during the day. I don't know if that ever found its way to regular canon. It might have just been like, yeah. you know, weird Star Wars tales or something like that. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm I am there for it. I am there for Life Day. I mean, because let's face it, folks. You know, Star Wars needs a holiday. To you know, it, if you're gonna have a place you can go to celebrate Star Wars all year round, whip whipster. <laughs> <laughs> stir whip, stir whip. Well, I will say this, uh, Donald, in, in in the chat there. I will say this in here. Actually, I did try one thing in this book. I did the uh, the Wookie. Hang on, gotta find it. Uh, I think it's eighty something. Uh, there it is. I did Wookie Yookies, which were essentially. Basically, like gingerbread cup, gingerbread men, but looking like Chewbacca. Okay, oh. these were outstanding. They were so good, and they're not that hard to make. I mean, you know, there's not even a lot of icing. I I did a little more with frosting to make them look a little more like Chewbacca, but they're they're really simple. All you need is a gingerbread man cookie cutter, and you can do really cool things. But they did have the stew, the Bantha stew. That just a whip, a whip, and I can assure you. Uh, well, you know what? I don't want to say it without. Um, I have to get clarification here. Hang on one second. Uh, but it is. I think that it's really cool that they are doing this. I I really think that yeah. it's it's a really cool way to kind of honor the whole thing that's going on with Life Day, and it and it allows from a synergistic standpoint. Um, that you can actually celebrate a holiday in Star Wars land, you know? Um, so, uh, Tip Yip is not, they had, uh, Tip, I, we love Tip Yip. That's basically what, that's the Galaxy's Edge version of chicken. Hmm. It's essentially like a chicken thing. Um, in terms of main courses, um, there is an engine roasted Tip Yip. Yes, you can get that. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I highly recommend if anybody likes cooking, uh, this, this is a great idea. They, they also have, um, like you can do some things. I just look, I should just look at the index. This just came like last week and it just came out. Um, but you can also do like how to celebrate at home. We can do instructions on how to make life day orbs, your own tree of life, uh, life day robes. Okay. Wookie, Wookie salt dough ornaments. So like, like, like making the Wookie cookies, but with uh, things, so yeah, Life Day cookbook, and there's also a Life Day. I don't have it in the other room. They actually have a, a collection of Life Day holiday stories. 
which have been they're short stories. You, re- you read them in about ten minutes, and they're they take place all around all different time periods involving different characters, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. So cool. I love that life day is a thing now. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Is so pretty I'm cool. I'm looking forward to we're going to be down in uh, Galaxy's Edge Christmas week, so we'll definitely be celebrating with our daughter who's down there in fact i've been joking with my daughter to you know to uh reach out to because she works for an artist an art art group that does all the caricature art mm-hmm. and name works art in the parks and there's nothing in hollywood studios yet for that for their company so i said you got to get into galaxy's edge and be start doing like art projects you know paint the orbs and stuff so anyway we'll see if they do that don't anybody yeah. else Good idea. All right, but anyway, so I'm 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 glad we watched it. I'm sorry that the that the commentary uh, didn't get saved, but um, I hope that uh, that um, you know you you've I hope that the holiday special has at least given you the ability to uh, appreciate what what it was, and maybe might maybe yeah. you might introduce yourself to bringing it into as, as a yearly. Uh, as at least partially, you know, partial watching for yeah. uh, the yearly tradition. Yes. All right. Well, I think that is a good point to start wrapping things up. Absolutely. Uh, before we get going, just want to let everyone there here know that in about two weeks on, um, I'll have to look at the time, we're going to be uh, doing a special Star Wars celebration, online celebration with the SWE Council on their Discord server. Uh, We'll get the link to all of that, um, to how you can listen to that. But I believe that is going to be December 20th we're going to be doing that. And we're going to be talking a little bit about what we just talked about here, which is uh, Star Wars and the holidays and how the holidays have and how... Star Wars is going to be kind of part of the holidays for so long. Um, so that's one of the things we're going to be talking about there. So some of today's discussion is probably going to be going to bleed over into that, but there's a yeah. lot of other things that we have to talk about. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so that will so t- uh, be paying attention for more, a little bit more info on that. Uh, will, why don't you tell the fine people out there where they can find you at? Okay, you can find me on YouTube as my 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 hangout because I I have an unboxing channel which I put um, episodes out on Sundays and Wednesdays called Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show and just look for Darth Tuba on YouTube and that's my handle also on Twitter and Instagram and on Instagram I've been opening up uh, other things we have some uh, we just did a whole Life Day uh, Advent calendar and now we've got new ones like the uh, Star Wars uh, Lego advent calendar and a few other advent calendars that I've been opening up. And uh, we've been doing that on a daily basis on Instagram. So you can check me out on either one of those. Uh, Email is DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. All right. And of course, here at the, on the show, you can email us at war of the stars one at gmail.com. There's also our Twitter handle. Um, those are the two best places to get a hold of us. Uh, also, our Facebook group. Uh, if you are so inclined to um, to check that out, um, please do so. 
yeah, that will be about it. Uh, Donald, thank you again for the uh, prayers and thoughts for West, um, uh, for my family. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, next week. <laughs> um, yes. The, the yeah. Um, as of right now, they're still planning on being a show. Uh, that will depend on personal things and what's going on with the family. But uh, we do have backups if uh, one of us is not able to make it there. So we should still have a show next week. Uh, we'll get you more details on what the topic will be when that comes. Uh, but as always, remember, oh, and buy our stuff. <laughs> Merchandising. 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 <laughs> And no, there is no War of the Stars of Flamethrower yet. <laughs> uh, anyway, as always, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. To the Spires, everyone.